some dangerous large uh, carnivore out there. There's some dangerous large uh, carnivore out there. And I saw that bird pick a young deer off the road and fly away. Hello, good evening, and welcome to a special prelude to the Escape from Ape Canyon. This is your Monster X host, Julie Wrench. I appreciate everybody joining us. I have in the studio here with me Shane Hardcore Corson and Gunner the Coffee Man Monson. How are you guys doing? (laughs) Doing well, Julie. How are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. Yeah, we um, wanted to set up a, a little special here to um, ask Shane Gunner about their trip recently to Ape Canyon with Mark Marcel that took place June 10th through the 12th. And so I guess what I should start out with is for people who may not know what the whole Ape Canyon event was and why it's important, um, how about, a, you know, one of you give us a brief you know, synopsis of what it was and why it's so important to the the Bigfoot world. Yeah. Um, I guess basically uh, those that aren't familiar with it, the story, and to, for me it's historically important, especially with the Bigfoot phenomena. Uh, but uh, basically Fred Beck and um, a group of, of four men were um, gold prospecting um, in the Mount St. Helens area, a canyon, And um, as they were prospecting and whatnot, uh, they started noticing uh, that they had some sort of visitors around camp, around the area. They were finding, you know, weird footprints and and hearing weird noises like whistling and weird, like, uh, chest-pounding noises. And so they were just witnessing this stuff and hearing this stuff and and seeing this stuff. Uh, And so it progressed on that um, uh, uh, Fred Beck, and uh, um, another guy, one of the, one of the uh, other prospectors, were at uh, a watering spring, you know, a nearby spring, uh, real close to the cabin site, and saw a creature behind a tree, and and uh, one of them took a shot at it. And uh, anyways, uh, I think it was the you know they took a shot at this thing. This thing took off, and the uh, it progressed from there. That uh, the night that night they had a uh, quite the encounter. They were pretty much set on getting out of the area uh, after seeing this thing and, and whatnot mm-hmm. and having these experiences. But they just they hunkered down in the cabin that night and they were apparently and reportedly um, in for a, the night of their lives where they were um, attacked. You know, they had uh, rocks thrown at them, things pounding the cabin. Um, uh, so, something reaching, you know, into the cabin, uh, and they were firing all night long, trying to and yelling and screaming at these things to go away. And basically, uh, morning came, and uh, after quite a harrowing and, and crazy, scary night, 
Um, they they packed up just a little bit and got the heck out of there, leaving a whole bunch of stuff behind. Um, got the heck out of there and uh, uh, wanted to keep it a secret. They didn't want to talk about it. Uh, one of them um, kind of uh, spoke about it, and word got out, and and uh, that's why we're all aware of it now. That uh, mm-hmm. there's this eight pending incident. So that, that's the short of it, and we really get into right. it with Mark Marcel. So I, that's the real, real short of it, and doesn't do it justice, but just a little tidbit. Right. And the interview with Mark will be coming up uh, before too long, fans. Exactly. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Well, that's certainly an interesting story. I'm sure they were terrified. Um, so what the purpose of the trip? Was it to um, try to gain more information on the area, surveying anything? I mean, what exactly was the purpose of your, your trip? Well, I'll take that one. The Mark, actually the, the location of the cabin um, had actually been lost. And a while ago, Mark... Uh, found out about it, and he's a surveyor by trade and a little bit crazy by by uh, <laughs> nature. So he uh, got a got a wild hair to to find relocate this site, and um, he did a lot of research. I mean, he is now the preeminent expert on the Eight Canyon incident and the area, and. Uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2013. Is that right, Shane? Is when they actually found the site. Um, correct. They, yeah, correct. Yeah. And uh, uh, so Mark has is dedicated to making sure that it not get lost again. And you know, one of the things that he says is, "What if I got hit by a bus tomorrow?" You know, that all the the information could be lost. Um, and so he's taken a few select people to the the site. Um, previously, he had taken Cliff Cliff uh, Bergman and uh, Craig Flippy, and he's taken a couple other people. And then he invited, um, actually invited Shane and I and and Wes Germer, uh, Sasquatch Chronicles, uh, like last fall, and uh, that uh, turned into uh, a deluge, and then it snowed. So we we actually it got canceled because when we got to the trailhead there was you know the, the trail was mm-hmm. definitely a, a foot and a half in water so and uh, after oh I remember that in, yeah so that was disappointing we, it, yeah. it was but uh, we you definitely wouldn't have wanted to attempt um, the descent into Eighth Canyon uh, in that kind of weather uh, it it was. Uh, adventuresome as <laughs> enough in the dry weather. Uh, and uh, I had actually asked, uh, you know, because one of the things that Mark initially asked was like, Do you, have you, you know, done any uh, rope, have any experience on a rope? And he meant mountain climbing kind of rope. And I had this image in my head of like showing up and, and uh, you know, sk- sh- shimmying down a rope about 20 feet and be a nice meadow and, Throw out a picnic blanket and have some lunch, and it's and it, uh, uh, I'm pretty good with heights, except uh, when I can't when I can actually see uh, precipitous drop. Um, and we came around a corner to to where the where we were going to descend, and uh, it was uh, definitely it is Eighth Canyon uh, that put the canyon in Eighth Canyon for me. 
we actually did some uh, mountain climbing down the rope, though Mark assured me that it was uh, about a three on the the, the uh, scale of one to ten of dangerous. Um, I think he I think he conceded later that maybe that was underestimating it, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was a challenge yeah. uh, to get down, and and then of course we had to get back up, and but we did make it to the site and uh, had a, a fantastic time. It, it uh, reaffirmed for me the uh, the hardcore in uh, the middle of that I have assigned to Shane, because he is uh, uh, quite the mountain man, and uh, it it was great. It was uh, I can't imagine having done it with anybody else besides the people we went with, uh, Shelley, Covington, Montana, and Abigail. Um, I'm sorry, Abby, I can't. I'm not remembering your last Bernard. name. Bernard. I say Bernard. 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 Okay, I was right. Okay, and uh, yeah, they they went with us, and uh, they were actually the first two ladies to mm-hmm. to make the trek down to the site, and they kicked butt. So um, yeah, and that's, we, had, we that's had a great awesome. time. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I was going to mention the girls uh, going down there because that was like you said, the first time, first two women down there, and I recently did a, a blog interview with the girls, and that'll be in the in the group as well in the next coming week or so. Um, okay, so did this, was this more than you expected as far as um, how it was laid out and how far down you had to go? It sounds like it was a little bit uh, more challenging than you might, may have anticipated at first. or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. overall um, it was... Uh, Completely different than I originally anticipated. Uh, um, weather-wise, scenery-wise, um, and of course the, the actual trek itself uh, was uh, amazing and, and challenging. You know, we had the weather wasn't cooperative with us. It rained most of the time, and sometimes heavy downpours. Uh, the terrain um, terrain wasn't too bad for me personally, but I know, you know, the the uh, actual descent as Gunnar was talking about was yeah it was it was it was steep and dangerous and when you have that many people involved and especially not um, those uh, that have experience with with uh, climbing or descending uh, yeah, it can be very challenging uh, everybody did awesome they did fantastic we made it down and back up but so um, it was it, the thing that stuck out to me the most was where these nutbag these crazy miners put this cabin uh, mm-hmm. and i have no doubt i'll say that right now i have no doubt that mark marcel has located the original cabin site i have no doubt about it now uh, i didn't have doubts I before agree. but yeah i i had to i had to see it for myself i had to get there and and, and uh just kind of get the logistics of everything and hear him talk about why he believed it was well he he blew my mind he showed us uh landmarks and everything else and okay. it just it, it, yeah, he nailed it. So for me personally, the greatest thing was actually confirming that this was the cabin site. But like I said before, the thing that stuck out to me was, wow, uh, these guys uh, were crazy. I mean, and I guess, you know, you kind of had to be if you, if you really, uh, especially in those days, wanted to uh, make some money or a fortune. Uh, but where they put this cabin, unbelievable, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I, I unbelievable that uh, Mark really found it. It's it's uh, it's just the whole thing's amazing. 
Right, and you know, I saw some of the, the photos that you guys posted in the Monster X Facebook group, and it um, it's pretty breathtaking views. Hmm. Um, breathtaking is right because when I came right. home, I was, before we started the sand, it was I I was thinking how I could fake a, a broken leg at, at one point because it, it <laughs> I mean it was it was a little daunting looking down the the uh, mountain at uh, what. That you, I mean, you could see the into the canyon from where we were standing, and and uh, you know, Mark was very patient with with us newbies, and uh, and Shane was very helpful in in making sure everybody got um, down to the site and back up. Um, yeah, I'm I agree with Shane that I I am convinced that that Mark has nailed the site. In fact, while we were there, Mark went off and did a little excursion. Um, and thinks that he found the route that the the miners took to the spring that Shane referred to in the story. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Okay. Uh, so you, there was a spring in that area still? Well, I don't know if he found the spring itself, but he found the trail and, and um, the area where he thought the spring either was still okay. or or had been. So. Okay. And they were mining for gold back then. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were mining for gold, and uh, I'm pretty sure he found the spring, based on, uh, you know, every, the, the cool thing is this is ongoing investigation. Even though we're, we're pretty much sure that this is a cabin site. I mean, I'm positive. Uh, there's other tidbits to the story, though. Um, well, lots of tidbits, but the, the spring. Uh, you know, every time Mark. Mark Marcel makes it out there. He's 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 doing something. He's adding pieces to the puzzle, uh, and so it's a continuing thing. Um, and uh, historically, you know, I mean, I think it's very important. But uh, he's adding pieces to the puzzle and uh, the, finding the the spring this time around. I believe he has, and he'll he he will probably wow. end up affirming that. Will add more pieces to the puzzle. So. Okay. Now, will you two be joining in any future uh, trips? down there do you know or well i know yeah i would i would uh, yeah yeah yeah, i i know um it's kind of you know having been out with mark now i know it's kind of an open invitation and i know mark's got more trips out there well i make every one probably not but uh i will make uh i and gunner i mean gunner i myself will definitely make future trips out there i have no doubt about it uh what an amazing time with an amazing uh, group of people, especially, you know, Mark. Like I said, what a wealth of knowledge uh, and a historian and a true pioneer as far as um, looking into this and really following it through. He didn't give up. He could have multiple times given up on this. I mean, he really could have. And uh, I know there was probably uh, so much frustration involved in this, but, you know, he's a bit of, he's got a little Indiana Jones in him. You know, it's, he's uh, he's kind of he's kind of uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's just him. You know, he's he is a little bit like Indiana Jones, um, and he will not give up. And uh, kudos to him because uh, not not many people in this world nowadays quite like Mark Marcel. And that's I can't wait you know, to hear the interview you guys did with him. Oh, it's fantastic! It's fantastic. And and uh, you know, like I was saying a second ago, um, whether or not the um, the miners, Fred Beck and the guys had uh, a were attacked if the story's legit had sasquatch encounter not um historically speaking 
this is an important thing for not just you know the Bigfoot world and, and the paranormal world, whatever, but it's very important for uh, history in general because mm-hmm. the, these miners, uh, what they they went through, what they did, is mind-boggling. I mean, it really is. Uh, but historically, you know, it, it's it's amazing. And and but to involve, uh, as Mark said, you know, it was cool looking for the cabin, but now there's a monster a monster story behind it that makes it even more compelling and interesting. Well, you know. For me personally, you got to look back and go, why did these guys up and leave? They built a cabin in a crazy spot, and, and but they, they brought in materials to build this cabin, and they brought in material and tools. And to up and leave it, I mean literally up and leave it, leaving m- much stuff behind, but also the claim. Uh, you know, yeah, the right. Gold. I mean, I mean something claim. had that, to happen. That's, a, right. yeah, that's yeah. a key point right there, is, and Mark talks about that in the interview, is that, they, they, after the day that they claimed that this happened, they, when they got back to town, they gave up the, that gold claim, so which was not wow. something that people was common for people to do, you know, when they were uh, working on a mine like that. So. Oh wow! See, I see. I, I forgot about that detail of that story. So, but you're right. That's. That is yeah. uh, an indicator that something happened out there. Yeah, and 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 the cool thing is, you know, he's located the cabin, um, and there's much more evidence to be found here. And he's he, you know, he reached out to the family members, friends, anybody that, uh, you know, he he went through and looked at all the historical stuff via articles and newspapers. Uh, and, you know, being a land surveyor, looked at maps, and uh, this really is a, a killer story. I, I love to see this in a documentary of some sort mm-hmm. eventually. Uh, it would it'd be very interesting to watch uh, the whole mm-hmm. process. <laughs> I uh, agree. That'd be would, brilliant. Yeah, it would be TV-worthy without a doubt. Um, mm-hmm. I, well, you know, yeah, he, he dug deep. I mean, he, he didn't just scratch the surface. He dug deep. Mm-hmm. And this, at the time, this you're talking 1924, is that if I'm getting the year right. He, this, yeah, ju- ju- um, July of 1924. Right, and this was a national news story. They picked up, the national news wires picked it up and ran with it. So Mark is like, every time he's out of town somewhere, he goes in and scours the archives to see if he can find, you know, one more hmm. piece to the puzzle. Wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. he, he, he's talked to, you know, like Shane was saying, he's talked to family members, you know, um, and he's convinced that that uh, their story was that they were telling uh, what they believed to have happened. So, um, and, yeah, and, and, I, and I grew up and, in the Pacific Northwest, and this this was one of those you know classic Bigfoot stories up there with with you know Jerry Crew and and uh, Roger Patterson and Bob Gim- Gimlin. I mean that that's how big it was as a big growing Bigfooter. It influenced my interest in Bigfoot. And wow. the, uh, the, uh, the real quick here is, you know, the, these guys have actually had their own uh, possible Bigfoot um, stuff on, you know, in this area, which you will hear in the interview with Mark Marcel. They've actually okay. had, uh, when I say they, uh, Mark Marcel and his buddy and <laughs> uh, travel cohort, uh Angus, uh, Angus. They've actually had some very interesting encounters and um, have found uh, 
some evidence out there that's very compelling. But the, the thing is, today is that area is still known as a, a Bigfoot hot, you know, hotbed area. I mean, the whole Mount St. Helens in general still to this day gets a ton of reports, and so wow. it's uh, it's just a killer area, beautiful. And while we're up there, we saw tons of life. So even you know, um, you know, twenty, thirty years later. There is an abundance of life up there, um, both um, with with plant life and with animals, and it's amazing. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the future with with what Mark does with this and heading back out there because not just for the Bigfoot aspect, but for the Bigfoot aspect. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. (laughs) So let me ask you this. What was your Mm – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Gunnar. No, I mean, one of the things uh, that – is historically significant is Mount St. Helens blew its top um, in 1980, and uh, the uh, substantially the the cabin site probably has had some some change. Like, as in, I'm sure that the ground has moved and some sliding has gone mm-hmm. on, and, because uh, basically a nuclear explosion took place. Basically, uh, yeah. You know, in 1980, and and the way that it the landscape is there. Uh, or being destroyed, and, and it on the way in, you're you're looking at um, how the landscape is recovering still from from uh, a volcanic explosion eruption from 1980, and it, I mean there's still scars there, but it it is recovering, and but it, it is a minor miracle too that uh, the cabin site was not destroyed in in uh, the devastation of, of Mount St. Helens eruption. Yeah, that's definitely something to factor into the whole, you know, the landscape of how it may have changed since then. And to be able to find it after all that is just amazing. So let me ask you this. What was it that you took away? And I I would like for both of you to answer this. Um, Shane, you, if you'd go first. What did you take away from this? What was the most important thing for you that you took away from this? Well, quite honestly, uh, that this, quite honestly, was plain and simple. What, what, did Mark Marcel find the cabin site? Uh, because the, the um, you know, you can talk about eight men and, and uh, Bigfoot all day. But there had to be a cabin. Um, that was an intricate part of the story. Intricate part of the story. And uh, the, the, the short answer is yes. Uh, Mark Marcel has found the cabin. He's found the cabin site. So that nailed down a huge um, part of the story. Uh, and when I got to see where this cabin was and where some of these events uh, were reportedly took place and see some of these landmarks, it clicked. And when I looked at the area in general where this cabin was, and wh- I, I, I sat there and thought, why would Sasquatch be here? Well, I mean, it's uh, it's perfect. It is perfect. If I was a Sasquatch um, <laughs> back then, probably more, but even now, I'd be there. Back then, it was, you know, a lot more vegetation and trees and everything else, but now, I'd still be there. So... For me, what I took away was uh, the fact that we found, you know, or Mark found the cabin, and it was verified in my eyes, and the fact that we made it down there, and I got to share that moment with my, my good friend Gunner, my good friend Mark Marcel, 
and with two fine women in Shelly Covington and Abigail Bernard, who are amazing. And it was just a really good um, commodity and time out there with them. But to share that with them and to see the look on everybody's eyes, I remember coming down the mountain and I uh, I hopped over this big log and was standing there and I'm telling um I'm asking Mark I'm like how much farther and he's standing there and he gets a little grin on his face and he goes you're standing in the middle of the cabin oh and wow I, yeah and I looked around and went what <laughs> and he said you're in the middle of the cabin and it blew my mind but when I stopped and looked around it th- little things clicked so that was a, a pillar moment but overall. You know, I gotta say, uh, wow, we found. You know, Mark's found the cabin, and I got a a piece, a piece of this, a piece of the pie. So I'm I'm, I'm happy, guys. Right. So that was what I took away. Okay, great, Gunner. I can't hardly hear you. Hello. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. There you are. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> To it, it, I've traveled now to two of the the um, big historic Bigfoot sites that you know would be on a Bigfooter's bucket list. I've been to, to Bluff Creek, the site of the the Patterson Gimlin film, and um, and now I've been to uh, Ape Canyon, the site of the Fred Beck incident. And um, it, what was big for me is one making it down there um, was. I, I can't stress it was it was a challenge. It was uh, uh, rock climbing and uh, hanging on. You know, uh, we learned the, the, the three points of contact uh, that you <laughs> are always uh, in three points of contact with your climbing surface, and uh, it uh, it was uh, a challenge getting through. It's funny because you get down there in the very end. There's like this. This jungle of vine maple that you have to climb through, you can't. Gunner, you're kind of breaking up. Huh. It must be uh, the weather here in Oregon. I don't know what it is. Can you hear me now? (laughs) Yeah, I can hear you now. (laughs) Okay. But but getting to the site, same thing. I I imagine, you know, this flat area, and and there's trees growing up there now, and... and, uh, there's actually a large tree. The, one, the second thing I before was reinforced that chain is a little uh, crazy because uh, there's a tree there that uh, uh, would have been present probably at the time of the, the end of that. Uh, we brought metal detector down, and I was scanning. Because Mark said that previously he had seen this. He was getting metal things off this tree, um, and uh, so I was pinging the, the tree, and I hear, like, rocks falling. And a little bit later, Shane shows up and uh, looks a little little uh, white uh, um, and then shared a story that I'll
Well, I certainly um, cannot wait to hear the the interview that you guys did with Mark. It'll be coming up in a. Do you think it'll be within the next couple weeks for the for our fans? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, next couple weeks we'll we'll get it up. Okay, great. Yeah, I know Mark's looking forward to uh, listening to it again and getting some feedback. So we'll definitely get it out there soon. Great. Well, I really uh, appreciate you guys joining me tonight to discuss, you know, a little bit about it. And uh, I know we can't go into a lot of detail because I'm sure that you guys did with that did that with Mark. But um, people were kind of interested in hearing your your own particular insight on this. So I really appreciate you guys joining me this evening. Thank you, Julie. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us with Prelude to Escape from Ape Canyon. We will talk to you later, and have a good evening, everyone.